Hey, and welcome to another episode of Lessons for My Kids. Today, we are talking about bonfires. And the reason I bring this up is that uh, there was a time when one of my sons decided he wanted to have a bonfire, which was great. Uh, I used to do that a lot as a kid uh, growing up, mainly uh, in our backyard. And as I got into high school, we had a, a, some parks that were nearby that had huge bonfire rings uh, that we could put even pallets into and burn those. And so today I wanted to at least touch on briefly how to build a bonfire and some of the steps that are included. Now, the first thing you need to know is, do I need a permit? Um, some cities, some towns do not allow uh, bonfires to happen uh, in a person's backyard without a permit. Uh, this tells them, uh, tells the city uh, and emergency services that you are having a fire just in case something gets a little out of control, they know where to go and where to look. Um, so one of the first things you need to do is find out, do I need a permit? Once, once you know that, um, then you got to decide where you're going to have your bonfire. Now, I built a, a small bonfire pit in my backyard. I dug, um, dug a ring, dug a hole, uh, put in some bricks, um, and then put in a metal liner. Uh, some people will just go to their local home store and they will buy uh, a bonfire pit, uh, which you can get in metal, um, or you can order a kit or buy a kit and build one out of stone. There's a lot of different options. Um, or you could go to a park where they might already have one. Or if you have a lot of land, uh, you may already have a clearing that is perfect for this type of thing. So once you pick your spot, uh, then uh, it, it is always good to have some type of a rim uh, going around just to keep the fire contained. Uh, there are a lot of places, especially if you live in a city or in a town, where the buildings are close or you have a lot of trees, uh, you just don't want to have that fire spreading uh, outside of your area. So you may want to put down some bricks, as we mentioned earlier. You may want to put down some rocks. Um, if you're doing this on the beach, uh, the rocks also might be uh, good for safety, for keeping people uh, outside of that flame. So there are some options there. Um, but again, what's best for you, uh, obviously you need to take a look at that and then also double check any ordinances within your city. So once you have your spot and you, once you have your uh, ring made or you have your bonfire uh, pit that you've either dug or bought from your local home store, how do we actually get started? And I think that's the key uh, that a lot of people, they, they struggle with. Um, especially if you've not done it before. But when you go to build a bonfire, you need to start with dry materials. Now, there, if you, if you go out and you cut down a tree and you think that you're going to just start burning that wood right away, um, it's, it's highly unlikely. Most of the time, and I say most of the time, uh, that wood has moisture in it. It had been growing it has water in it, you really can't burn that. Um, you need to let that get seasoned, uh, is the term that a lot of people use. Uh, and that means letting it sit for several months, um, 
maybe at the very least uh, a, a week or two just to dry out. That moisture has to get outside of that wood so that it can actually burn and be fuel. Um, so when we start, we want to start with like dry twigs, dry leaves, um, sticks, um, maybe some paper if you have that nearby. Um, one of the things that I've done for years is um, my office, when I print things out, once I don't need them anymore or junk mail, I just keep a box next to my desk and I, I have a lot of uh, paper that's been building up over a certain amount of time and then uh, every so often I go outside and I burn that and that is a good fire starter um, so if you uh, have a lot of paper or have um, have some junk mail that you want to throw in a box just keep it nearby and then you can use that when you're ready to go and, and have your fire but when we start, we want to dry, start with dry, uh, dry materials. Again, twigs, leaves, sticks, unwanted wood. And what we'll do is we'll put just a little bit of that, <clears throat> maybe a couple handfuls. Um, maybe you want to make your paper, uh, if you've got paper, you crumple it up so that it, uh, it doesn't get too matted down. Because if you put in, if you take like a book and how the pages are all kind of, they're kind of stuck together. Um, or very dense. Uh, that's not going to burn very easily. It can burn because it'll be dry, but you want to really spread that paper out a little bit. Um, so if you have that junk mail um, envelopes, uh, sometimes you can spread those out a little bit. Uh, but just the, the idea here is to make sure that there's air getting into all the uh, in-between spaces of your dry materials. So again, we're, we're going to put in uh, just the dry materials first, some of the paper, some of the twigs, uh, whatever you have for kindling, um, small branches. Uh, and then uh, once we have that, then we're going to take um, a little bit bigger log or thicker log, uh, maybe three or four of those. And we're going to arrange those uh, standing like a pyramid. Um, that's one way you can do it. You can also do it in a stacking method where you put uh, one log laying down um, and then about, you know, six to 12 inches uh, apart, you're going to put another log laying perpendicular. You can do it that way and then you can stack on top of that, kind of almost like building a lo small log cabin, but you only use like four, uh, maybe six at most uh, logs. Um, and then have the kindling in the middle. Uh, or you can do it as the pyramid, as I mentioned earlier, and you can uh, put the kindling underneath and then kind of make your pyramid with the thicker logs uh, up above it so that uh, they lean into each other, holding themselves in place. So that when you go to, um, when you go to light your kindling, the logs will start burning from the inside. Um, and then as the fire gets going, those logs will eventually uh, fall into each other and, and begin that nice slow burn for your bonfire. Uh, with, the, with the cabin or log cabin method, uh, I guess we'll call it, uh, when you've got those logs stacked, uh, those will also burn from the inside, but they won't fall. So the one nice thing about that method is there are not sparks that are created. When, when those logs in the pyramid style, uh, when they fall in, it tends to shoot up some sparks. So if you have dry grass or you're in a fire prone area, 
uh, the log cabin method will probably be a lot easier and safer uh, so that sparks are not uh, flying up. Um, you are going to have some smoke uh, to start specifically, uh, so be prepared for that. Uh, you know, figure out which way the wind is blowing and step to the other side so that the smoke's not going into your face. Uh, but anyway, so we the other thing I forgot to mention is when you're going to light it, you if the if the kindling, you know, if you don't have a lot of it or if you have some options, you can always get like a, a starter sticks. Um, you can get those at your local um, home store. Uh, those usually have a little bit of a chemical in them just to get the fire started. They light a little bit easier. Um, and then you have to figure out how you're going to light your, your kindling. Um, some people use uh, candles. Some people use uh, long uh, torch type uh, lighters. Um, some people still use matches. You know what? Whatever you can use and be safe. The idea here is this is not about burning yourself. This is about, uh, about safety in order to make a bonfire. Um, so use that, that lighter, use that match, uh, ignite the wood, um, and, uh, or ignite the uh, kindling or the fire starting sticks. And then once you have that going, um, again, you're going to have some smoke initially. <clears throat> and then once, that, once the fire starts kind of kicking up a little bit, uh, the smoke will die down just a bit. Um, so when, once you have that going, uh, let it let, let uh, the bigger logs light up and as those those start burning through uh, make sure you have some some other logs to put on the fire next uh, nearby but you also want to be careful you don't want to just drop it in because again sparks can shoot up and uh, so if you can try to gently lay the logs on top of uh, the area making sure that we're not smothering the flame. The whole idea about fire is it needs oxygen. It needs to have that, that oxygen to, to keep lit and to, to keep burning. Um, it actually uh, needs that uh, to stay lit. Uh, if you're smothering the fire, uh, that could take that oxygen or the airflow out and then your flame goes out and then it very, very much means that you're gonna have to either restart your fire uh, or or you're done so uh, put those logs in gently carefully uh, put them in with the airflow uh, still keeping that in mind and then uh, obviously you're there to enjoy a bonfire some people use it for cooking some people use it just to sit around and hang out with their friends um, if you are doing that and you're setting up lawn chairs make sure you're back a little bit of away from the fire obviously you don't want to sit there right on top of the flame uh, but you want to be back a little ways so that you're you're at a comfortable distance uh, you can still manage it in case anything happens uh, but you're also far away from it where you're not going to get burned and the other thing I'd say about that is you'll need a long stick or some type of a poker to move logs around move some of the some of the uh, embers around as this uh, fire keeps going uh, you want to make sure that it's getting it's burning evenly 
And so what that stick will do or what that poker will do is allow you to move logs around. Maybe you need to roll a log over because it's burned one side really well, but it didn't really burn the other side. So to, to use that full log for fuel, you'll want to use that poker to turn over that log and make sure that it, it burns all the way through. Um, and then uh, as you uh, maybe decide to wind up uh, your night, um, you should have some sand nearby. Maybe you have um, a, a hose with some water or a bucket with water. But you want to, when you're done with your fire, um, make sure that you're putting it out. And sand does a nice job because it smothers everything. And as I was telling you earlier, that having oxygen is what a flame needs. But when you use that sand, it, it takes that oxygen out. It smothers it enough that uh, it will um, put out the flame. Uh, if you have a hose uh, maybe, or a bucket of water, you can also uh, carefully, you, again, you don't want to just pour a bucket of water right on top of it. That's going to kick up some, some sparks. But if you easily uh, start uh, from the outside in um, and kind of go in a circular motion, you can pour water on uh, the flame or for, pour it on the embers and cool those down. Now, the, the sparks, I'm sorry, the embers can still remain hot for a long period of time. So if you've got one of those metal bonfire rings, uh, don't take the embers and just throw them out into a wooded area or a, a dry grassy area. If anything, if you can just leave it there for the night, if you've got a way to cover it up with type of like of a screen or something, uh, <clears throat> like a metal screen just to keep those uh, sparks from flying up, uh, or something just to prevent anybody from going near it, those embers are going to be hot. It can be hot for actually for days um, after you have a bonfire. So you really have to think safety at that point. Are little kids going to be playing near there? Are you going to have, uh, you know, a lawn service come by or anybody working in your yard that might get near this? So again, you want to make sure you're, you've got that water, got that sand and put the fire out uh, when you're done. Uh, and then if you need to, if you if you go up there the next morning, maybe uh, maybe you're out camping uh, and you don't need that fire again. Maybe you can take some water, uh, pour it on there again, just to make sure that it's really getting uh, getting put out, uh, so that heat is dissipated. Um, but safety has to come into play when you're when you're making a bonfire. So that's the basics uh, that you need to know. Um, it's there's a lot that can happen with a bonfire it uh, can be really enjoyable you can use it for cooking you can use it for um, entertainment you can use it for uh, you know hanging out with your buddies but you also have to think safety there's a open flame there and uh, you know you need to make sure that kids are staying away um, you know if you're using it for warmth that's one thing but you definitely want to want to stay at a safe distance. Um, and if you're cooking anything like marshmallows, which are great, or a hot dog over an open flame, that's fine. Uh, but again, do it with safety and, and caution. And then when you're done with that flame, make sure you put it out entirely. And if you have any questions, you can always connect with either 
somebody who's been doing this for a long time or your local fire department they're always good good folks to to help train you on those types of things um and again if you need to you should also make sure that uh you don't need a permit or anything like that some parks uh, do require you to have that but uh anyway that's the basics for making a bonfire hope this was a good uh good episode for you and if you go out tonight and decide that you're gonna have that flame out there uh enjoy it um it's very calming very relaxing i always loved having bonfires growing up so um they were they were a lot of fun but uh again do it with the safety in mind and with that i thank you for uh listening and to my kids i love you and i hope that you guys enjoy your fires and uh, for years to come Thanks. Take care.